Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. We're looking at the headlines. A lot of headlines this week. Lots of stuff happening. I mean, no more than usual, I guess. But <laughs> no, there's some some days it's slow, right? Or yeah. I mean, some weeks it's it's slow. Although you know, human remains were found near Harry and Meghan's California mansion. <laughs> I so I saw this news alert and I rolled my eyes before I clicked on it because I knew. I knew it wasn't going to be as exciting as it sounded, but I, I had mm-hmm. to click on it anyway. It's the definition of clickbait. It, I did. I fell right into the trap. I knew I was doing it, and I didn't care. I had to know. Um, page six, you know, respectfully included very old human remains found near Harry and Meghan's California mansion <laughs> to make this less of like a tabloidy, like, did Meghan and Harry kill somebody? <laughs> Are are they on top of an Indian in the are they on top of an Indian burial ground? Yeah, I know. It's which apparently they kind of it it's it's adjacent to their property. So it's not on their property, it's I guess yards away from their property. <laughs> yards is in like three feet or yards is in like all the reports have been very vague and have just given a general yards. Okay. Um but you know, these were discovered because Megan and Harry are doing um, landscaping construction, landscape construction for their new pad in Montecito. And so the landscapers were digging and they found bones that are believed to be 10,000 years old. I mean, it's not something that happens every day. Oh yeah. I think just finding any sort of like human bones in your yard, it's it's a thing that happens from time to time that we see in the news. But the fact that it happened to two of the most high profile people in the world. Possibly is... the most high profile people in the world. Exactly. Um so yeah, that's just been dominating the news today. Another story that happened two weeks ago, but we we need to talk about it because it really just combines pop culture headlines plus real estate. Um, is JLo and Ben renting a house in Miami for the weekend? And if you haven't heard, it's 2001 again. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are an item. Um, reportedly, you know, they've been spotted in LA together um they were spotted in this Miami mansion together on the balcony and and inside of the mansion as we know J-Lo is experiencing um a divorce from A-Rod Alex Rodriguez she's going through that right now Ben of course um is single and looking to mingle with his ex I guess um but this house in Miami is insane um, it's in Miami Beach, and it apparently rents for $130,000 a month. And they just rented this house for one weekend, like a lover's getaway, right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if JLo locked it down for maybe one to two months. Um, oh. And it's just at her disposal. And then, like, they went there for that weekend because they were recently spotted in LA, like, the next, the following week. Okay. So I think it's just kind of like a little jet set pad for them for for JLo. 
you know, maybe she'll have other friends <laughs> or acquaintances over. Well, and that's one place that they stayed. I know you said that she might have locked it down for a month or two, but it does say on Realtor.com that it is a home for rent. So as you mentioned before, if you have 130 grand that you want to drop on a month in this place, you too can live like <laughs> J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just, maybe it was just for like a photo op and who knows like what type of PR is going on that's like, you know, bringing them back together and, and what what the real intentions are between their, their rendezvous and stuff. This place is pretty cool though. It is, right? It's It's gorgeous. It's just classic Miami Beach, modern, right on the water. It's has a huge pool. We will link to the listing views. in the show notes. We can do that, right? Yes. If you, um, I think if you listen on Spotify, you can get the, the links, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not um, Apple Podcasts. Well, I just meant it's not a celebrity home. It's a, it's an active listing for rent. So we don't have, oh, there's no problem listing the, the actual listing, right? Yeah, for sure. She doesn't. Yeah, JLo doesn't own this house. It's just something that she that she picked up. So we wouldn't be doxing her at all. Okay. Um, but yeah, this place is super modern. It's 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 kind of perfect for just like a weekend getaway with your ex boyfriend <laughs> from the early one hundred and thirty thousand dollar weekend getaway with your ex boyfriend. Exactly. Okay, let's switch gears because. We haven't done a TV recap in a while. Um, I think it was maybe because there just wasn't anything new coming out. Yeah, a lot of the new ones are coming out now. And if you have been listening to this podcast, you might recall at the beginning of this year, we discussed all the new programming coming to HGTV and Discovery Plus, the Magnolia Network, and all these new shows that they had lined up for 2021. And I guess a lot of them are just uh, dropping now, mm-hmm. including one that we had indicated interest in watching before called The 40-Year-Old Property Virgin. This series follows single people or, or you know, one person or couples who um, have never purchased property before. And they are, I mean, it's in the name 40-Year-Old Property Virgin. I'm assuming these people are all for, over 40 um yeah they don't actually give us their their ages I think it's assumed though that they're 40 and above it is and so naturally you know you'd be like what type of characters are they going to profile and this is very much a study in like it's it's very much like a TLC show like hoarders or you know oh it's a train wreck I couldn't look away slice of life shows that are just this isn't 40 year old apartment renters who now have decided to buy property for the first time this is 40 year old have been living with my parents or my in-laws and now I'm gonna buy a house so we watched two uh the first two episodes they're very short they're only like 20 minutes um but boy (laughs) did they (laughs) deliver and they (laughs) the first virgins that they profiled were uh Manda and Rich and they live in New Jersey with Manda's parents. Yeah. Um, in their basement. In the parents' basement. So, you know, actually, before we dive in, I, I just have to say, um, buying real estate is very challenging, A, 
it's it's an incredible you know accomplishment when you do when you've saved enough money and you've gotten a mortgage and you now you know own property that's a big deal and so we're not we're not like poo-pooing you know, ultimately we have respect for these people because they were able to maybe I'll say I have respect for them because they were able to buy property right now sure um, I will say I don't know how you felt and you can come at me I I have an issue a little bit with the premise of the show while I find it wildly entertaining to see these personalities on screen trying to make a huge financial life decision Mm -hmm. I don't understand why the first step is move out of your parents basement and then buy a home uh oh you mean like they should just go get an apartment yeah and I I know that in some of these cases they were staying with their parents to save up money for an eventual down payment and I know that renting kind of takes away from that but I just there just seems to me to be kind of a natural progression in terms of when you like realize that you're ready for home ownership. And I don't know that you can really do that when you're living with your parents who are taking care of everything. That's a good point. There's like a there you need to experience what it's like to live on your own without parents being there around you before and like doing stuff before you'd fully jump in with both feet to a property purchase that comes with its own set of responsibilities, its own financial responsibilities. And yeah, so let's jump into the episode. We're not going to deep dive it, but we are going to give you the highlights. There are quite a few highlights. (laughs) Um, Manda is a kindergarten teacher, which duh, based on her personality. Um, Rich is quote unquote in construction. (laughs) um it says that he likes to tinker um you know which is cool you know likes to fix fix things with his father-in-law which is fun um and they were afraid of buying a house which is what Miranda said they were fearful of commitment which which is a thing that I'm sure many homeowners experience Mm -hmm. or uh just taking on such a big financial and you know physical burden that's fair again I say why not just rent but go on well but the thing with Manda and Rich is that they like living with her parents yeah I mean her parents they're like seem really kind of fun and like tolerant of their they're like terrible behaviors yeah they're like they're totally chill um man they're kind of what what was that old tv show the um where it's like a family band (laughs) <laughs> they're just like a they like the dad plays guitar are you talking about the partridge family i'm t- i think i'm yeah the partridge family <laughs> like uh, okay boomer manda sings she thinks she has a good voice <laughs> um rich plays the tambourine which he says i've never played this before and i'm like rich like it's a tambourine <laughs> there's, there's not much to it um, they were karaoke songs I definitely never heard of before, and my only guess is that it was a, like a, a legal licensing reason. Oh, I think they're church songs. Oh, I think those were like church songs. Because I was like, did yeah. they learn a whole new song just to get around the the legality? No, I think those are I think those are songs that you sing at church. Oh, like, I'm so sorry. Okay, I did not know. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> I think. <laughs> 
apologize shows to how much you go and pray to the Lord Christian um, listeners yeah I did not know that <laughs> but no I mean they you know it, they're very religious the camera immediately pans over all the crosses in their house oh, I missed and that they were you know dad was wearing a cross and I think Amanda was wearing a similar necklace with a cross so it, yeah um they have that in common um and I loved when Manda was like going through her list of must-haves and she's in the sink and or she's in the kitchen and she's like I want a sink with a sprayer <laughs> I was like dream big Manda <laughs> hey you know what it's the little things it is I didn't have a sprayer it. in my last apartment and it was life-changing when I got one in this one but it is yeah. it is sort of you know a weird what? thing to point out as a, I, I didn't have a sprayer in my last house either, and I didn't have a garbage disposal too, so fine. Um, but it was just, it just the I want a sink with a sprayer. Yeah, I, I need have a sprayer. <laughs> put, <laughs> put that on the must-have list. She also yeah. really likes baths, so there was a, mm-hmm. a good focus of the episode was on the particular bathtub that was offered. In I think each her location. mom says. Manda is a bath person. <laughs> and yet Manda thought it was weird that her parents have a coffee maker and a mini fridge in their bathroom. Right. There was a um, lot to unpack in this episode. <laughs> there, was, there was that was interesting because yeah, so the parents in their in their master suite bathroom, which they have like a nice jacuzzi tub, they have a shower. Um, they have a little coffee station set up and a little mini fridge to keep the milk in, which would, Manda was like, it's so weird. But I'm like, girl, have you watched The Real Housewives of Dallas? Like, yeah, it's like having one of the women has, yeah, like these women have coffee station. That's, it's a, it's, your parents are onto something. Your parents are like bougie. (laughs) Your parents are actually ahead of the, the curve here. Yeah, I, I actually and they they explained it by saying that they actually need their own space away from wild Manda and Rich. So I sort of understood <laughs> it. Like lock yourself in the bathroom in the bathtub with a bottle of wine or a nice, you know, latte. Sure. It's like your serenity now moment. Yeah. Away from like karaoke queen Manda. They seemed like a lot to live with. Their budget was two hundred thousand um, dollars. And I thought it was interesting that the the first house that they looked at, I think two of the houses they looked at were in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. A hundred miles from her parents. And that's like a resort town. That's that like a ski, ski. It's like a Tahoe kind of. Puzzling to me too. I was like, do you have a job lined up in the Poconos? And <laughs> you've never owned property before. You've never owned your own home. And you've depended on your parents for everything. And now you're going to move a hundred miles away to this Big ass house with no job. What what is happening here? Like I needed way more explanation. Yeah, right. She's a kindergarten teacher, so like clearly she works with a school district. Like, so I guess she's getting a new job because that's not commutable. And like Rick is rich. Rich is gonna have to tinker, find another construction company to tinker at. So I was just confused. it seemed very um ill-conceived should we just go ahead and jump to the end and nonetheless yeah let's let's say so they that the third the house that they bought um was, was that the first one? house yeah the, the poconos house um 
which it was the biggest, right? I agree it was the nicest. It had some nice cabiny. It looked very Poconos. And mm-hmm. I could see, you know what it reminded me of is the house that uh, our favorite HGTV star Orlando Soria bought in yeah near Yosemite. It had good bones, lots of vaulted ceilings, good light. And so, yeah, I mean, it looked like a fun place, but I was like, this is a hundred miles away from anybody you know. And then the very end, they're showing them having a weird karaoke party. I'm like, good luck with that entertaining lifestyle. You moved away from everybody, right? That's a good point, too. They they moved a hundred miles away from... Although maybe they have friends that live in the Poconos. Maybe most of their friends live in around that area. And I did think it was interesting. They did mention um, that Manda did not ask for her parents' opinion. Yeah. On on the house. They did not, you know, when they were trying to decide between the three, because the parents went house hunting with them. Um, but when they had to decide on a house, uh, the parents said that Manda did not ask for their ultimate opinion and run run their decision by them before they sign the paperwork so Mm. that seems kind of interesting considering they've been living together for so long and they pretty much do everything together and seems like they kind of rely on them for a lot of things yeah but in the 20 long minutes I got to know Amanda it didn't seem like her style to ask for other people's opinions about something that she knew she wanted to do she just beats to the just dances to the beat of her own drum yeah and ultimately they said oh it's probably a good thing that they didn't ask because then they can't blame us if they don't end up liking the decision and uh i thought that was great logic you're off the hook guys yeah Yeah. just just send them away with a bless and uh the whole thing was i don't know like the formula was so (laughs) rote it was so it was just house hunters formula but it the was, characters yeah. are such train wrecks that I was like, my jaw was on the floor and I had to keep watching. It was like, where did they find these people? I had to know what was going to happen next. And I think you and I both had the same thought that we had to know if the next episode was going to be as bizarre. And I would argue right. that it, it... I don't think... No, no, no. It wasn't Brad as was bizarre, not. but he... They found some very interesting characters for this show. The second episode, it was one guy. It was Brad. Brad's an art teacher living in San Diego. So right there, that tells you tells you that he had more of a financial consideration to take uh, for living with his parents. Yeah, you know, San Diego's a very expensive city. Um, it sounded like it I'm, was a choice that was made a while ago because uh, Brad is right. presumably forty, and he said that when he got out of college he made the decision along with his mother and stepfather to move in in order for him to be able to save. So it sounded like it was not like he fell on hard times. It's not like he has, you know, necessarily a case of arrested development, although he kind of did. But it's just like, this was their plan all along was let him save up until he can afford it. Right. He said he, while he was living with his parents, he paid off his student loans and now he's been stashing money away as a nest egg for a down payment. So I enjoyed hearing the fiscal, you know, background of his story. Um, I also think that he 
kind of was more educated about the things that you should look for when buying a house. Um, I think I do. I mean, I know that he had a crazy wish list for what he wanted, but when he actually toured these places, he knew like, Oh, look at this kitchen. I can put this, I can put storage here. Yeah. You know, Oh, look at this, this burner. Like this is a gas burner. Great. I like to cook. So like I can cook here, you know, like he he took these things into consideration. He wanted a two bedroom so he could have one room be an art studio and an art room. And I, I feel like he was planning for his future like down the road as opposed to Mandy and Rick. Rick I keep saying Rick. Rich who were just preparing for the next weekend of fun. Yeah. No, I totally I do agree with that. Uh, I do think that he had a better grasp on what he wanted I just don't know that he had as good of a grasp on what that would cost him the the realities of living in California no for sure and that's fair many of us don't but again it's sort of like get to know the market before you start house hunting otherwise right rent an apartment so they've taken all these babes in the woods and then just drop them into like a mortgage lender's (laughs) office and I'm just I, I don't know I'm just shocked he his Brad's budget was uh two fifty K, right? Yes. So two hundred fifty thousand dollars in San Diego. <laughs> so I was like, all right, this is gonna be interesting. Let's see what kind of places <laughs> he gets. Um and he, of course, you know, pulls up to the first place. It's like a one bedroom condo. Um Oh, it was so sad. It was in Oh, this made of, me this made me hurt. It, I know as as someone who wants to buy property in the future <laughs> in ca- in Southern California, no less. Yeah. I mean, I just Oh god. It was this, it was it looked like a motel. This is like hard. It, it was an eight unit multi um family building and it did look like a motel it was a one-bedroom condo you know stucco and and it was pretty outdated um they they def i give them props for giving this place the benefit of the doubt and being like oh you know it gets good light and it oh here's the kitchen and da, da, da. but they opened a window they said oh it gets such good light they opened the blinds and it looks out at a dumpster yeah, they're like they're like ocean views, ocean views, and then they open. The- nope, <laughs> dumpster, dumpster views. And it was it was sad, and it just reminded me of of my apartments. And it's just like, oh god, you you get to forty, and you finally saved up enough to buy a place, and this is what your options are. Like, I know it just. I uh, this place also had a community pool and. It's we need to note that having a pool was a big thing for Brad Um, when he was going down his like must have list. He was like, I want a pool. I want a nice backyard like my parents have so I can garden. Yeah. So I can like sit and read and like garden and stuff and, you know, dream big Brad. But like, dude, with 250K, like you you have champagne taste on a miller light budget yeah. i'm sorry it, and all the all the none of the places that brad looked at were frankly that impressive uh including no. the last one which was probably the most impressive of them, of them all it was a manufactured home it was three bedrooms 1300 square feet it was a little bit over his budget 
I want to say, or maybe it was right out of his budget, but it had a whopping $1,000 a month HOA fee. That made me audibly, I was like, I gasped. I was, yeah, that's insane. I would have walked away right there, but they were still like, oh, maybe. Ultimately, Brad did not pick that place. And I was very glad that he was smart enough not to, to get himself behind that eight ball. Um, Mm -hmm. He picked the second place that we haven't talked about yet, which was a modest two bedroom uh, condo in a okay part of San Diego. Nothing like literally nothing to write home about. Didn't have a balcony, didn't have a patio. The windows looked at the apartment adjacent so, but he said he was happy. Yeah, this was the one, you know, at the end they had a little montage of him cooking in the kitchen and entertaining his parents. His parents brought, you know, his mom brought a little quilt and his dad's like, I made you a clock. And it was, he seemed content. Like he honestly seems, for for a man who was like, I want this and I want that. He did seem like he was content in, in what he was able to get. Um, yeah. I think the fact that he did have an art room made him happy and he Um, had a pool they should the last shot was him doing a cannonball into the community pool and saying that he's (laughs) making friends and possibly even meeting girls which is a running theme through the episode of his parents on him about getting a girlfriend and giving them grandbabies and then they focused in (laughs) the last shot of the show was they focused in on a woman walking by in a bathing suit and I was like who (laughs) did they cast to be is that a producer like who is this woman how did they they just got her to sign a release yeah oh like, my can God, you just walk woman? by it's cool it's totally cool we promise like <laughs> they just scoped out random women like walking through the complex i and, and they offered no information i was like okay <laughs> all right i guess the interesting thing about this show is it's not necessarily just the home buyer the potential home buyer it's also the family that they've been living Mm -hmm. with and everybody's kind of involved in this decision so you sort of have a cast of characters that you don't have with other shows I don't know it's very cringe like the whole thing is very cringe and I could not look away I liked it I'll watch more episodes um if you want to check out this strange but entertaining show um go to discovery plus and watch it it comes out every wednesday but they have four episodes up now right yeah so there's enough to binge if you need some extra if you need something to laugh at this weekend okay let us move along um it is time for making moves. There are moves being made. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them. I can't them. believe. I can't believe it, Rachel. It's it's happened again. Shaq's place is pending again. I know. Uh, we might have an ending to the story that has just been dragging on and on. After several price cuts, this infamous place in Windmere, Florida, Shaq's $19.5 million home is pending. Um, we don't know who purchased it, correct? Correct. We or who's who's trying to in the process it. of yeah. purchasing it. Yeah. And we don't know how much they offered. So we will be back with more details. But just know that yeah. For the second time, 
and a new selling strategy and completely new design and staging, this place is pending. Mm-hmm. All right, next up in Making Moves is one of my favorite celebrity comedians, Will Arnett. We have talked about Will's contemporary home in Beverly Hills a couple of times. It's been featured on the cover of Joel Magazine. It's really incredible. It's very modern on the outside. Inside, very modern farmhouse, very L.A. Uh, Will bought this place for $2.86 million back in 2015. He just sold it a couple days ago for $7.85 million. But that was after he had to drop the price. Originally, Will listed this place for $11 million and then didn't get any takers, so pulled it off the market, put it back on, and yeah, now has sold for 7.85. I mean, he, what we were thinking about putting him as the winner of this week, our celebrity real estate winner, um, he probably did make some money off of this deal he's probably uh, winner worthy but we have another winner who we think uh definitely deserves the trophy so mm -hmm. uh for that will is in our making moves but is an honorary winner for this week (laughs) speaking of trophies um the next house that we're going to talk about Derek Jeter's Tampa home just sold uh and the trophy that I'm talking about is a Super Bowl trophy that was hoisted above the former tenant of this home's, <laughs> stay with me, the former tenant of this <laughs> home's head, Tom Brady. <laughs> this house in Tampa, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen moved into um, right when Tom signed with the Buccaneers. They needed a place in Tampa Bay to live, and so they uh, they said, hey, or I guess maybe Derek reached out to them and was like, I have a place. So Who knows? Jeter's been trying to sell this place, you know, for a while, probably a year, I'd say. It's, yeah, it's definitely been a minute. He put it on the market for $29 million, uh, and the deal closed for around $22.5 million. Um, and it's apparently the largest residential sale ever in the entire Tampa Bay region. Yeah, even with the price cut. And we don't know who bought this, right? Uh, we don't yet, but we will. We're looking into it. Okay, okay, yeah. So that's another one for for Derek Jeter. Um, the loop is closed on that house. He's still trying to sell his New York castle, though. Correct. That one's still on the market. Uh, yeah. So that's it for making moves. Those are the celebs that are making real estate moves this week. <laughs> Now it's time for winners and losers. This is the segment of our show where we discuss the real estate moves that celebrities have made and we determine unilaterally <laughs> whether they were good or bad. We are the judge and jury. Yes, it's extremely subjective, but bear with us. It's kind of fun. So first off, we're going to start with our loser so that we can end on a high note with our winner. Our loser this week is actress Julianne Moore. <laughs> Natalie, tell us why. Julianne Moore, um, so she sold a house in Montauk. She, um, 
you know, she's been trying to sell this place for a while and she sold under asking, which is why she is our loser. We have to declare it as such. Uh, (laughs) We're bound by the laws of celebrity winners and losers. We are. It's a numbers thing. (laughs) I mean, this one's debatable. Um, It's... It's by far the strongest loser contender just because she she did sell it uh, for less than she wanted for it. However, um, this is a small house. It's not a tiny house, but it's, it's a, a very small property. Feet. It's a thousand square feet. It's three bedrooms, one and a half bathrooms. Um, and she sold it for almost $3 million. So some would see that and be like, holy price per square footage like that's a that's a feat um but you know we're calling her our loser because she did take less than she wanted for it uh you know it's a very private location um it's right on a body of water there's a beautiful pool that they just renovated um the whole house is renovated can so you just call it a house pool. really yeah it's a, cottage, a, family a cottage house. A cottage, a cottage. It is a cottage, actually. That's how we characterize it in our story. Um, and she did buy it for a million. So I don't know. I I'm think you're paying the for the land for- here and the privacy because it's it's not really amazing inside. Exactly. At all. You're paying for the views. I mean, the views of the wetlands surrounding it are stunning. Are they? Um, Oh yeah, are you looking at the the pictures? I am. And by the way, of course, we will link to the the pictures. Uh, I don't. It looks like I don't. Wetlands don't really get me going. Like, give me a lake or a, a an ocean. But this. Well, just this looks- is how this is how Montauk. This is how Montauk is. Okay. And oh, like, okay, Miss New York. I just it just looks swampy to me. <laughs> swampy i mean look at that picture of the water it's like ooh, like do you want to get in that i don't i don't you like you like kayak in it you like go and like explore the sound i can like like, go kayak here if i bought a kayak and drove to a lake well that's okay (laughs) i mean but look at that pool that pool's cool the pool's nice nice. i'm just saying the whole thing seems steep to me for 2.85 million it is. And you're, you are right. You are buying the land in Montauk. Like that, is, that is what you are buying. Um, and the solitude, I think this house was actually burgled though at one point. So, um, didn't think that was the, the verb you were going to use burgled the couple the, Well, actually, excuse me. They were not burgled. The couple quickly vacated the property after finding a drunken stranger asleep on their couch in 2015. Well, that completely defeats the purpose of it being supposedly so private. Then, Yeah. Um, and they've <laughs> since purchased a more secure gated mansion in right. town. So well, more reasons why Julianne Moore is our loser. This place sucks. <laughs> this I'm not I'm not this a fan of this place. Sucks. I do not understand why somebody paid three million dollars for it. Good <laughs> luck to the to the new owner. Good luck to you. Okay. Let's move on to the winner. The winner this week is Margot Robbie. <clears throat> Actress. Um, she is our winner because the house is already contingent after only being on the market for seven days. And it's freaking wow. amazing. And it's we've talked before about the p- kind of place that Margot Robbie would rent or sorry, would buy 
And mm-hmm. I believe you suggested her as a possible buyer for Jesse Tyler Ferguson's place. Mm-hmm. And I could see that. But in my mind's eye, I saw this one more. Like this, this is, style yeah. is so what I see for Margot Robbie. It's Cape Cod style home with boho glam accents. And is what a I little would say. smidge of farmhouse. Smidge of farmhouse. Um, I love it. Yeah, this is this is a PCU right here, Rachel. I can see, I can totally this see you me. living in this house too. This is a yeah. thousand percent me. The same way that you fell in love with Justin Bieber's place, this this one speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, this place is really cool. It's in Los Angeles. It's actually um, really close to where the girls of the TV show The Hills lived. Ah. <laughs> For all you Hills fans. Uh, it's, it's right by Park La Brea and the Grove, um, in Los Angeles. I've been to the Grove. So, yeah, it's, it's south of Hollywood, so it's not like in the thick of it, um, but you're definitely adjacent to Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, you know, you're in, you're in the scene, um, so it's great location. It is on a fairly busy street like the back of the street is like a Susie cakes and like a bunch of restaurants and stuff so oh so even better you could walk to something you could stumble out of your house and go get a Susie cakes oh my god yeah I love this place so much again we will link to the photos but like ah and there's like that little terrace outside the 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 main bedroom it's it's to die for and there's it's very white and clean but there are pops of color and there are a Mm -hmm. few dark rooms here and there where they've used navy paint or like the dining room yeah there's a like a a little den where they've used a dark paint too and jewel colored accents and it's just yeah i love it there's a there's a bathtub manda manda (laughs) watch out manda there's a pool there's a pool house there's a little bar that's good for entertaining yeah this house is it's impeccably designed it's impeccably staged it's it's turnkey um lots of really cool lighting fixtures i want to point out that there's a very cool chandelier in the living room that's very game of thrones lots of chandeliers yeah they're not like chintzy or like gaudy looking i mean they they're they're they're, they're crystal chandeliers so they're like yeah. you know very sparkly but they they definitely like go along with with the aesthetic of the house um this house is on the market for 3.475 and um it's contingent it's four bed five and a half bath so we will see a who buys it and b how much it goes for and see where she's moving next if she is oh Margot Robbie, well done. You are our winner of the week. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And that's it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to check out any of the stories we talked about today, you can go to your podcast app and click on the show notes. You should find a link there. Unless you have Apple Podcasts, in which case you can go to realtor.com slash news. You can type in realtor.com in your search engine and the topic for example realtor.com margot robbie house and you should be able to see our story about this um that will have tons of photos more information about the house 
if uh, you enjoyed what you heard today, please give us a five-star rating and write us a review. That helps us learn what you liked about the show. That also helps other people find the show. So if you'd take a quick moment to do it, we'd really appreciate it. You can also let us know via email. We would love to hear from you. Seriously, our inbox is open. Podcast at Realtor.com. That's singular. Podcast at Realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We are everywhere. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at House Party Pod on all three. And that is where we communicate with you guys and find out what you like, what you don't like. Uh, We ask some questions. We post some photos. It's good fun all around. Yes, it is good fun. Thank you so much for tuning. Nope. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't know if we should say this about the chicken guy. Oh, the chicken guy. Should we even bring that up? Go for it. Sure. We do check our email. (laughs) Here's, Here's evidence of us checking our email. We do check our email. In fact, after our last episode, we got an email from a company called Rent the Chicken. Uh, If you recall, we talked about chicken coops and the rise in popularity of backyard chickens in the last episode. And Rent the Chicken reached out to us to let us know that they are happy that we brought up chickens. They are the largest chicken rental company in the world. They do recommend that you do not kiss your chickens. I'm not sure that we made that clear Maybe we didn't make that clear enough in our last episode, but they do say people should not kiss their chickens since there is a concern, a small concern from the CDC about, uh, you know, bacteria and viruses being transferred and people getting sick. Anyway, they want you to know that their pricing is $450 to rent a coop from spring till fall. So. Um, you know, look up rent, rent the chicken. We appreciate you guys reaching out to us and letting us know what what your deal is. I know that we 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 uh, mentioned a, a different company in the last episode. So, wait, they're rent the chicken. They are rent the chicken. The chicken. We discussed okay. a different company called Rent a Coop. I like I like how <laughs> they wanted to to make it clear they do not condone kissing chickens. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for tuning into House Party. We will catch you later. Bye. Bye.